Johnny Manziel apparently making the media rounds again. I, maybe it's that yearly time where Johnny comes out and talks and we all have something to say about it. And uh, Johnny was on the Club Shay Shay podcast, which is the dumb, dumbest name of a podcast I've ever seen. I would never go to a club named Club Shay Shay, but I digress. And <laughs> you he, see, you seem like a Club Shay Shay type of guy. No, I'm just not much. Oh, for I'm the, sorry. That's that's Mac. My bad. Yeah, he is a, a Shay Shay kind of guy. We've been saying that about Amish Mac for a minute now, but. Uh, Manziel was on Shannon Sharp's podcast and he kind of talked about a missed opportunity when he was in Cleveland, when LeBron was back, that he he relishes he didn't take advantage of. I have a tremendous amount of respect for what he just said because one of my uh, biggest gripes about the whole situation is exactly what he talked about. He had the world by the string and he blew it. And then after he blew it, he ran around acting like he didn't blow it, and the Browns were the problem, and everyone else was to blame. Uh, remember the Owen 16 season uh, post on uh, Instagram that he had? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, shut up, dude. You had your chance. You blew it. You didn't care. And to hear him reflect uh, and take accountability – for his role in his own failure with the Browns, I I have to I have to give him his respect. Um, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really move the needle for me. I, I I you know I've always felt really empathetic for guys who have wasted opportunities because I don't think there's an adult alive listening to this that doesn't have regret and that right. regret doesn't hang over something in their life that they wish they could have done differently. Spent five more minutes with their dad, um, you know, not going to one party and the implications of going to that party. Everybody has regret. I just, of all the guys, Johnny's a guy I find it hardest to believe. And I don't know if that's because I have preconceived notions about him coming from wealth and then him blowing the biggest opportunities that some people never get. I don't know if it's that versus maybe a guy like Josh Gordon, who I look at coming from more humble beginnings and then proceeding to dominate the league only to then lose his career seven times over. I I feel a hell of a lot more empathy for Josh, and a lot of it is Johnny seems to do the Harvey Two-Face a lot. I'm not saying that I have uh, that I'm sympathizing or, you know, I just I respect him coming out and saying what he probably should have said five, six years ago. Yeah, but I don't know that I believe him. I think that's fair. There's always been a credibility gap with Johnny because Johnny can periodically say the right things and right. then other Johnny shows up. Oh, well, I mean, when he was here, he would say the right things. Yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like he'd do something to screw up and get himself in the doghouse. Then he'd you know, be around us. We'd ask him the tough questions. He'd say the right things. Everyone would write, oh, Johnny seems to get it. But and then we, you know, like within two weeks here that, yeah, Johnny really doesn't get it and nothing has changed. And so I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah, it, it, I think it's for me, when I hear Johnny talk like this, I wonder what he wants. I think that's okay. the shame. And a lot of it has been the three or four times he seems to have talked candidly previously. Yeah. Uh, it is always been, oh, hey, I got this documentary coming out. 
And then the second that documentary's out, one, that documentary was made to make him look real good, even though he was not everything it was cracked yeah, up to be. Yeah, because they did not bother to yes. interview any of the Browns yes. principals, like the GM or the coach or yeah. the owners. So I, so part of me is just skeptical. I hope it's real. I really do. Because, you know, there's there just really is nothing more tragic than a guy who in seven different ways had it all and never really took advantage of it. Yeah. Um, so I empathize with it. But again, like... I'm not trying to kill the guy because that's not again. He's he's got. I don't know Johnny. All right, I wasn't hanging out on on East Ninth with some, like some of you have. You weren't in the club I, with no. Billy Manziel in Vegas. No, I was raising my children. And uh, wait, a minute, what hang, was the name he used? That was it was Billy Manziel. Okay, right? it was Billy. Well, Manziel. no, it was Billy something. Right, because he he had the mustache and the glasses yeah. and, and the it a, hat. Wasn't it a blonde? Didn't he have a blonde wig yeah. at one point? The 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 disguise. Yeah. So like. I don't know. Like, there are people in the Cleveland media who actually did go out and hang out with Johnny Manziel. It never interested me. It was the least interesting part of Johnny Manziel was I've, the Manziel mania thing. Yeah, I've never gone out and hung out with, with, with players. I find that hard to believe. You seem like you and Billy Manziel. The, you, the party you're like, animal that I am. You came up with at Nick Wilson does. I'm assuming you came up with at Billy Manziel. But, <laughs> uh, so that is one half of what he had to say. Johnny now, in the stash. Now, in fairness, I want to play the other part of this, which is Johnny Manziel on the Club Shay Shay podcast talking about um, – the shame that he has from from maybe missed opportunities and, and blown chances in the NFL and beyond. The one thing that really surprises me there, or ha- that surprised me, I should say, uh, he brings up Joe Thomas, and um, Dan Murphy and, and Mark Bono wrote the the post Joe Thomas uh, retirement book there, uh, and in that book, Joe talked about how he had no animosity toward Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. And that stunned me. Now, I realize Joe is as easygoing as they they get for guys. But if I were in his shoes, I can't be I can't begin to express mm-hmm. how I would have felt about Johnny Manziel if I was Joe Thomas. Yeah, I mean, and I think and, you know, it's, it's you know what's funny about that is I don't blame Johnny for what happened in Cleveland because the Browns were asleep at the wheel. It was it was a guy who shouldn't have been making the picks, who made two cataclysmically ridiculous decisions. He passed on Khalil Mack to trade down, wanted Mike Evans. When Mike Evans didn't fall to him, traded back up to get a guy that, that apparently couldn't be bothered to, to uh, even return kicks in like a, a scouting sit- situation while passing on Aaron Donald and Odell Beckham Jr. amongst others. Yeah. So like a lot of this is on the Browns, but like when I look at Johnny, it's like, are you, let me ask you this. Are, are you really, are you ashamed that you let Joe down and LeBron, the support system of superstars? Are you ashamed because you let them down? Are you ashamed because in letting them down, you closed a lot of doors for yourself? Because I, I think the thing that I always think it's the me, latter. If if we're talking about what you were saying earlier about you don't know if you'd believe him or whatever, yeah. I think it's the latter because, um, and again, I go back to Joe because if I were Joe, I would be so bitter and angry at that dude, mm-hmm. like. I'm in the. I'm putting myself in Joe Thomas's shoes here. I'm in the middle of a Hall of Fame career. I am out there every day, every snap. I am playing with all kinds of bumps, bruises, ailments, strains, pulls, tears, whatever. And you can't even bring yourself to come to the building prepared to work. I just and you're wasting valuable time in my career, right? 
I can't begin to express the amount of bitterness and animosity we have. So when I read that in, in, in that book of how Joe did not hold anything against Johnny, and granted, a lot of that was because they patched things up behind the scenes. But man, I, I just I, I hear I hear you, Johnny. You regret it. That that's all well and good, but man, you blew the opportunity of a lifetime well, to be a transformational player for a franchise that had been dying for a transformational player for basically a half a century. And here would be my direct message to Johnny with zero malice of heart. Cause it really like, I, am I irritated? They wasted our time. Yes. Am I, am I irritated that he, he appears at points to be a little bit sociopathic in the way he does business? Yes. And insincere. Maybe it's the better way to put it. I would say insincere. But, but here's what I would just say. Prove it because you know this. Yeah. You have regret. You know how you show that you really truly have shame and regret how you conduct yourself going forward. I have things I regret from my marriage from 10 years ago that I make sure every day I do work. I do the work to put in, to be a better dad. I have things I regretted about being a, a young, a young dad and maybe not being the best young dad. And every day I do something that I try to atone for, for what I consider to be my sins. So every day you put in the work to, to look back and go, I'm not that guy anymore and I'll never be that guy. So cool, you said these words. You said a lot of words in your career. Cool, now prove it. Show me. Because your actions tend to speak a hell of a lot louder than your words. I hope you're right. I hope this is real. I hope that you've learned your lesson. And not it's not about LeBron, it's not about Joe, it's, it's about you. It's about you not taking your your situation seriously and being the best person you could be and being a snotty entitled little brat for most of your adult life. While Show also me. while also dealing with be of service with dealing with personal demons and that's so, you know be doing the work to manage and deal with those demons that you you know talk about battling in your uh, you know in your time here in Cleveland. 